Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're looking at a fundamental economic concept called the law of supply and demand. I'm a huge believer in the law of supply and demand as one of those fundamentals that's got to be respected. I treat it like a law of physics, similar to gravity. You can try and bend the law of physics, but gravity will usually win that battle. Suppliers often struggle with assessing demand, simply based on customer orders. One of the largest contributors to that confusion is the buffering of demand in the supply chain. The larger the buffer, the larger the potential for confusion. Over the past several decades, businesses all over the world have aimed to reduce inventories in order to reduce the cost of carrying inventory. It takes a lot of working capital to carry inventory on a large scale. But on today's show, I'm going to make a very important distinction. The law of supply and demand is fundamentally rooted in the law of supply and utilization. I'm making a distinction between demand and utilization. They're different. The simplest, most obvious example of this distinction can be found in the toilet paper shortage that took place during the COVID-19 pandemic. Rumors of toilet paper shortage triggered hoarding behavior, which caused the shelves at the grocery store to empty of toilet paper. Demand for toilet paper surged, but while demand surged, utilization remained constant. Population didn't fundamentally change during that time, and therefore the rate of utilization of toilet paper didn't really change either. So how does this relate to other commodities throughout the economy, and how does this relate to real estate? Since the beginning of the year, we've seen OPEC make multiple attempts to reduce the supply of oil in order to bolster prices. At the same time, the U.S. has continued to deplete the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, injecting oil into the market. At the start of the pandemic, the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve had 656 million barrels of crude oil in inventory. Around the start of the war in Ukraine, the U.S. attempted to moderate oil prices by injecting oil into the market by bleeding down the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. Even since the start of this year, the U.S. Congress mandated a further reduction of 26 million barrels of oil. Over the same period of time, China has been building inventory and their stockpile of oil in their strategic and commercial petroleum reserves is nearly a billion barrels of oil. China added crude oil stockpiles at the fastest rate in nearly three years in May, and robust imports outweighed nearly record refining processing. A total of 1.77 million barrels a day was added to inventories in May, the most since July of 2020. When assessing the state of China's oil market, it's common to focus on level of imports and refinery throughput, and they've both been strong in recent months. Over the first five months of the year, China added about 730,000 barrels a day to storage, roughly in line with the 740,000 barrels a day added through most of 2022. But China's actual consumption of oil has not fundamentally increased. In fact, It was down quite a bit during the COVID lockdown. Most of that extra oil went into inventory. Demand continued to be strong at an average price of $75 a barrel, but the consumption was not there to absorb all that oil. The decision to build inventory suggests that oil prices might be heading higher in the future. Some of that oil came from Russia at what was probably an attractive price. The decision to build inventory is based on price hedging and security of supply. Inventories in the supply chain can distort the simple view of supply and demand because they mask consumption, they mask utilization. So what does this have to do with real estate? Just as a company might make a decision to stockpile oil or a family, a family could make a decision to hold on to a property. 
effectively stockpiling a property that's not really needed on a daily basis. That's the equivalent of holding inventory. This often happens with second homes, of which there's about 10 million second homes in the United States. When we talk about inventory of homes, that usually refers to homes that are available for sale. The real inventory includes that shadow inventory of homes that would be for sale if it were not for some reason that's preventing those homes from being sold. They're not actually being utilized. Just like consumers hoarding their own personal inventory of toilet paper masks the consumption of toilet paper, holding onto a property that's not being used can be thought of inventory as well. Six months of toilet paper in your hall closet is not officially considered inventory when it's in the hands of the end user, but it's clearly not being utilized. It's not being consumed. It's another stage of inventory, and property can be thought of the same way. Holding a property that's not being utilized is a form of inventory. It's a shadow inventory, and that property is going to end up being sold sooner than one that is being used on a daily basis. Countries with aging populations tend to have falling property utilization and growing property vacancy. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.